I'm Julie Turkowitz. I'm a reporter at the New York Times. I have been trying to understand changes in migration. So I traveled with photographer Federico Rios to the Darien Gap, this hot, mountainous, 70-mile stretch of jungle straddling the border of Colombia and Panama. We're hiking through a river, just like covered in mud. Many used to think that this route was impassable, but thousands have been risking their lives to pass through the Darien, almost all in the hopes of making it to the United States. We spent nine days hiking through the Gap and weeks building trust and relationships with migrants, with smugglers, with migration authorities to even be able to do this reporting. We interviewed hundreds of people who have made this journey to try and grasp what's making them go to these lengths to find a new life. New York Times journalists spend time in these places to help you understand what's really happening there. You can support this kind of journalism by subscribing to The New York Times. From The New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. It's Thursday, November 21st. Here's what you need to know today. We did not want to work with Mr. Giuliani. Simply put, we were playing the hand we were dealt. We all understood that if we refused to work with Mr. Giuliani, we would lose a very important opportunity to cement relations between the United States and Ukraine. So we followed the president's orders. In highly anticipated testimony, the U.S. ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sondland, said he was following President Trump's orders when he worked with the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to pressure Ukrainians to conduct investigations into Trump's political rivals. I know that members of this committee frequently frame these complicated issues in the form of a simple question. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously, the answer is yes. Sondland said that the operation was a clear case of a quid pro quo and that it was carried out with the full knowledge of top Trump administration officials including the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, and the Vice President, Mike Pence. And... How did Ambassador Sutherland get there? You know, this is not a man who had any qualifications, except one. He wrote a check for a million dollars. In the fifth Democratic presidential debate, candidates expressed outrage over Wednesday's testimony in the impeachment inquiry, with Senator Elizabeth Warren accusing President Trump of selling off key ambassadorships to wealthy donors like Gordon Sondland. And that tells us about what's happening in Washington. But with Mayor Pete Buttigieg now leading the polls in Iowa, the first state to pick a Democratic nominee, several of his rivals, including Senator Amy Klobuchar, sought to challenge his credentials and experience. Just like I have won statewide, and Mayor, I have all appreciation for your good work as a local official, and you did not when you tried, I also have actually done this work. I think experience should matter. Buttigieg fired back, suggesting that the federal experience of his opponents was its own liability. So first of all, Washington experience is not the only experience that matters. There's more than 100 years of Washington experience on this stage. And where are we right now as a country? That's it for The Daily. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow.
This podcast is supported by the Freedom From Religion Foundation. I'm Ron Reagan, an unabashed atheist, and I'm alarmed by the intrusions of religion into our secular government. That's why I'm asking you to join the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective organization of atheists and agnostics working to keep state and church separate. Phone 1-800-335-4021, 1-800-335-4021, or visit the Freedom From Religion Foundation at FFRF.org. Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell.